the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. This is the Slow Ride Podcast, a show about bikes, life, and cycling rumors. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm coming at you guys from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, and I was only called a jerk today by like five people. That's, <laughs> that's it? That's pretty low. That's Especially slow. For Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> low for you in general. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it is a lot of brotherly love there. I got into wow. the airport cab, and the guy, I told him where I wanted to go, and he immediately scoffed, and he said, seriously? And then he got out of the cab to try to find someone else to share the fare, because I was only going across the street. <laughs> Why are you taking a cab across the street? Well, it's across you're the into running now. It's across the highway. Uh, Anyways. Well, I'm a little guy. I'm in Minneapolis. It's cold as shit here. It's really terrible. Uh, what, it's like it, fall. Isn't it May? Isn't it middle of May? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's got October. It's like 45 degrees and piss and rain um, periodically. It's 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 a doozy. Hmm. That's me. All right. Uh, and I am Spencer Howe. I am located in Boston, Massachusetts, um, where it's been pretty pleasant, I guess, and uh, nobody called me a jerk at all today. So that's positive. Did you stay home? Sick day or something? Yeah. Yeah. So the bike world, guys, was pretty busy. And then as we had going on, we had the Almanzo. And little guy, quit twirling your microphone around a little bit and tell us how the Almanzo dirty gravel fondo thing you did went. Oh, it was good. It was a really great time. What the hell is the Almanzo? We talked about it last year. (laughs) I'm not explaining. People know what the the Almanzo is. The Almanzo is is a gravel grinder, and it's one of the most popular gravel grinders. There you go. I did, I did the 100. I'm not crazy enough yet to do the Alexander at 380 miles. There were 13 starters in that, and I don't know how many started in the 160-mile um, middle one. But um, great race. I think Penn Cycle uh, really stepped up along with the uh, Spring Valley Chamber of Commerce and kept the race going uh, after uh, the original leader wanted to step aside. So it was really good. Maybe the numbers were down a little, but it was a lot of fun. Same great course. I don't know. It was wonderful. Any flat what tires for you, little guy? No flat tires. Uh, the only mechanicals were the usual. When do you guys think I cramped? Let's let's get some guesses. I can tell you exactly because it was right after a turn. Was, how many was miles was it? Yeah, how many miles? Tim, what do you think? No, how many miles was the race? 100. It's a 100. It's, a hundred. it's called the Almanzo 100. Okay, you cramped <laughs> at mile 12. No, 84. No, wrong. Oh, uh, in between. I'm in between. 48.2. 48? It's probably point three because we came around the corner and we went a little ways down the road. And then I cramped. Didn't even mm. see it coming. You know, sometimes you see it coming. This one was just, I was like, oh, I better move. Oh, crap. I can't move my leg. Got to pull over. So, so, little guy, we have Super. people now that listen to our podcast from all over the world, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. How many people show up to this event? It's probably a good thousand at least. I don't so know. So it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big gravel grinder. It's, it's a well big gravel known, grinder. And it's well known. It's beautiful. It's really 
It's the in best Minnesota. Brand. And it's, it's in southern free. Minnesota. It's See, free. This, this is what I was trying to get at earlier. Oh. Uh, you guys shut me down. Like everybody People, knew what it was. Everybody has has Google. They have access to the Google, except when they're on a plane listening to our podcast. Okay, God, that it was the one hundred mile. That'd be the worst travel yeah. road race starting in Spring Valley, Minnesota, southeastern Minnesota. It's very hilly. It's gorgeous. You go by the Root River about a million times, which is just the most picturesque little trout stream. And it's wonderful. It's just, just a great hills. time. The hills are brutal. There's a, <laughs> there's a few just murderous hills in there. I, I, Spencer, you'll understand this. Yeah. I was using a Shimano wheel. I run campy. I had one of those <laughs> stupid... Um, whatever, the Problem Solver American Classic cassette things on there. Uh, it's an eight-speed wheel. I got ten-speed on it. There's a lot of things going on here. I couldn't. So the biggest gear I had was a 23, 39, 23. Oh, that guy. is not a big gear. Now you, know, you think you that know is not better. a big gear. You think that is not a big gear. I could not get in my 23. Oh. It would not shift into my 23. I stopped like three times on the top of hills and like. Tweak the barrel adjuster, and then we'd start riding again, and be like, and get to the next hill, and be like, okay, twenty three. No, no, not happening. So I was God limited to thirty nine, twenty one up Oriole, all those brutal climbs. And okay. I, I, the only advantage I had was that it rained the morning. I've, I've the done days, this, so it was damp. I've done this you know? race with a thirty eight, uh, twenty six as my low gear option, and I, it's not enough. I, I really, really wanted like a thirty-two on the back, like. Yeah. Oh my god. So what place did you get? More. I don't know. They haven't noticed results. I'm thinking I got top fifty this year. Oh, good job. I did. I definitely did my best time ever. I didn't have. Uh, wait, better than we did. Some, <laughs> that's somebody nice. wait. Somebody. Somebody with me that was no. Oh, um, that's a shame. No, no, I I had a really good time. Oh, Tim's super bored. I got a, I got a really good story about this but, this race though. And that Spencer, you remember the hill you almost got killed on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was coming up to that very same hill. It's a very steep little roller you can't see over. You'd be an idiot to be on the left side of the road, and that's exactly <laughs> what Spencer was when we were going uh-huh. up this hill. And a car yeah. came over and almost nailed him. I was going up this hill this year with a group of twelve guys who are, I will I didn't know yet they were complete idiots. But they all echeloned off to the left side of the road, and then a car came over and almost killed them all. And I thought that would have taught them a little something, but the next time we hit a roller of the same same steepness where you couldn't see over, boom, echelon, over to the left. Hmm. Uh, Good guys, great guys. Um, They thankfully were faster than me, even though their demos rocks dropped me. And later, though, I caught them all because they crashed themselves out on a flat (laughs) section of road. (laughs) <laughs> echeloning nice yeah so this is uh, pretty much like a gravel grand fondo uh, it's pretty much like gravel grand fondo except for um grand fondos uh cost a lot of money for no reason and seem kind of stupid how much does the I believe that's what cost? you did this weekend well this weekend the i was so cost we already nothing. talked about that the grand fondo new york where i was this past weekend and i didn't yeah. race or ride it what does that cost Three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's a steal. But I will say this: is that they do shut down the George Washington Bridge yeah. over the Hudson. Okay, but how much on gravel the lower is side? there? Yeah, is there gravel? Because <laughs> my know, bike, my bike is gravel specific, 
And so I'm not yeah, going to yeah. ride it in the city or anywhere without gravel. Well, the geometry is way too slack. I just it yeah. just doesn't feel right in the city, you know. I will say that the the Grand Fondo New York, they had 5,000 people registered for it paying 350 bucks a pop. I worked the expo and the amount of um, international riders that were there was impressive. I would say at least 75% of the people there were from out of the country and it was it was pretty awesome. Man, a lot of people got a lot of money to waste, huh? Oh, you should have seen all the the, the <laughs> all the Your products answers, they were yeah. buying. Holy crap. It, it was uh the, there was a lot of uh um the expo was packed. There was a lot of people going out. Uh, I guess Central Park was just swarmed with people going to the Grand Fondo. So, yeah, good times. It's kind of like the Almanzo Grand Fondo. Except like the opposite because it costs yeah. a lot of money and it's not in the country and there's not gravel and it's and it and it's not the same at all. Yeah. So this got me. Uh, well, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, got? I just want to move on. This is kind of boring me. It's probably mm-hmm. boring everybody else. Yeah, it's a good start. Good. So, okay. Good start. So guys, 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 we got a we got a great email this week. Probably one of the better emails we've wait, ever got. Wait, we got an email. Yeah, and people can email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail dot com. So theslowridepodcast at gmail dot com, and this email so, comes from. We had to filter through a lot of hate to get to this one, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of hate mail. So uh, this spank. one comes to us from Murray in Scotland. 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 Holy crap. That's not in America. Hey, dudes. Enjoying the show as always. Thought I'd bring this to your attention. Started my first season racing this year. Around the same time, I found your podcast. Is it fair to draw conclusions about my performances and the obsession with a certain top 20 place? Should I stop listening? Or should I continue to dominate the top 20 and earn my place alongside the 16th place legends? Any advice is appreciated. Oh, Stefano Parazzi of Bardini for stage 16 of the Giro. Cheers again, Murray. Cat 4 Noob, Scotland. P.S. Great to see the gummy bear working hard in the break and try to shed a few more pounds. And then he attached a picture of his placings. He has two 16th place placings this year, (laughs) um, both in road races. In the Peeble CC road race, a 3-4 race in Scotland, 16th place. And the Reavers road race, 16th place. The bigger question, though, it does not tell us how many people are in the field. So, Murray, I hope that there is at least 17 <laughs> people in the field. Um, but great job. We're proud of you. Very and good. Thanks for the wonderful email. Good pick on your uh, 16th place um, attempt. And uh, we'll enter that in. And of course, he's alluding to our 16th place for the 16th stage. And this time, it's sponsored by Swift Cycle of Gainesville, Florida, sending out some water bottles and some socks. And I believe the grand champion is going to be getting a one, one-off batch of Hogan's Biscuits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I will be. Nice. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I will. <laughs> you win, or you'll get, you'll get some biscuits. So thanks for the email, Murray. And guys, I have a question. Um, what should he do? Should he quit listening well, to the podcast, or should he just keep going for that 16th place? Clearly he should I quit didn't... listening to the podcast. We're... <laughs> That no, is terrible. If he's his first year and he's getting six, I didn't get a 16th place until probably like my third or fourth year. Oh, yeah. Easily. Even if there were 17 riders, I probably DNF'd or got 17. <laughs> 16, that's that's credible. Also, do they use the same category system in Scotland as we do in the, he's a cat the four. America? 
Music I don't had know. four, which. But did they I'll, use the? They use the, the same. I think. I think the real okay. tragedy here is that Tim did not read that email with a Scottish accent. Oh. No, that's not a tragedy at that all. Was a, that's a <laughs> that missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm surprised guys... Tim pronounced Murray correctly. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the Giro, so guys. Foreign names are usually one good. week. One week is down at the Giro d'Italia, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Contador pulling the Tyler Hamilton of old with the broken or maybe not broken collarbone. We it don't know. Dislocated. Um, yeah, we actually we know. Yeah, it was just okay. dislocated. I think I think it's fake. I think the X-rays were fake. We don't know. That's anyways. It. Contador has the lead. Yeah. Over uh, everyone. What? Yeah. Who's who's. <laughs> Ports and Aru are only the closest ones that can really yeah. can uh, go after him. Roberto Uran is definitely OTB, as no. is Carlos Betancourt, who replaced the wow, tragic yeah. crash of uh, Pozavivo. And uh, now all of a sudden, uh, it's a three-man race. No, what are you guys Port's thinking? Port's going to crack. Okay. Port's going to crack hard in the third week. You know it. He's never, he's never lasted a whole Grand Tour. Special bus or no special bus, he's going to crack, and Rigoberto is going to sail onto the podium. He is definitely on the That's special bus. He <laughs> needs a little bit Did of Did you guys help. see the pictures? Did you see the pictures? The, I, the bus tour? I the saw they were posted. Today? I did not care to check out his, his magic bus. It's not that exciting. It's just a bus. It's, <laughs> he's got a really big bedroom, though. I think his bedroom's bigger than my bedroom. Nice. I did watch well, the... Uh, I did watch the inside scoop on the movie star bus, and they were like, yeah, we got this bus from some other team. It's like a 12-year-old bus. This bus is ancient, and kind of went through, and it's all beat up and kind of dented inside, but the outside looked pretty nice. So what do you think of uh, the Contador right now only has a three-second lead on Fabio Aru, who his lawyer has confirmed is taking yeah. legal action against Greg Henderson for Greg Henderson's Twitter comments in which... Greg Henderson was uh, alluding to, you know, some issues with the team Astana, keeping the license. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Aru's going to win, personally. You do, you do? He looks really oh. good. He looks strong. He's obviously not afraid oh, to give attack. We're talking about the race here. We're talking about the lawsuit. I don't give a crap about the lawsuit. He'll probably <laughs> win that, too. He's going to win everything. All right. Man. So, little guy, if Aru takes it, we 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 assume Alberto Contador will probably take second. Who's going to be the third place on the podium? I think uh, Caruso. Wrong answer. Leopold BMC. Koenig. No. Okay, no. Damiano no. Cunego. No. Truthful, I want to only three. Cunego's only three minutes out. Dude, it's going to be Landa. Have you, look, have you seen how Landa's riding for Astana? He's so killing well. it. So, so well. He's chasing. Uh, Aru attacks, and he chases him down. And then just kind of sits there and then goes to the front and then chases down every move. Like, he looks ridiculous. Just mm-hmm. chasing down his own teammate? He's on some, he's on some Astana form. He's, he's on, on some first-year Astana form. We all know you go to Astana and you have first-year Astana form. Who did he Way race better. for last year? Don't remember. He probably raced for Astana. I probably sound like an idiot. I'd have to look it up. So I'll the Giro's that. looking good. Any surprise performances? I mean, I know Benat won a stage. That was pretty oh, cool. God, that's, um, that was terrible. We saw probably the most disgusting crash in the history of cycling. Uh, oh, that was with the yeah. dislocated elbow. Uh, I, I was watching that with a fan of the podcast, Derek Lewis, 
and uh, one of the guests or one of the hosts of the Speed Metal Cycling podcast. Um, find him on Twitter, Gage DeSoto. That was pretty cool to uh, to watch that with them and see the horrible dislocated arm, and that is seared into my memory. Yeah, that yeah. was that was really bad. It's it's hard to even think about. I mean, I, why was that guy leaning over that far? It was terrible. That's the thing is like any crash in cycling is is pretty. You know, you don't want to see that stuff happen. Like, they can affect the outcome of the race, but if it's a rider error, if it's something, you know, the crash in the rain because they're going hard, if they, you know, whatever the circumstance, usually you're like, oh, well, those are the breaks of the game. But when a photographer leans too far out over the barrier into the sprint finish and his lens takes out a rider, that's no longer the breaks of the game. You know what I mean? Like, I have issue with that. and. I don't know. I don't know if they need dual barriers now to keep people three feet away or what, but it's getting out of hand. This is, you know, multiple instances of uh, this kind of crashes. Well, we, we had all the selfies last year in the tour. Yeah. But remember, even Tor Hushful. Remember when Tor Hushful got cut with that giant green hand of the PMU sponsorship at the tour? Yep. From yep. the guy leaning over. Um, it's a, and then uh, of course the greatest crash in the history of cycling when Lance Armstrong was pulled down by the little kid's musette bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting, but, uh, you know, the, the bigger thing to me, the, like the, one of the things I want to talk about, not really the bigger is that what is up with the, the lack of any editorial standard by the camera crew and the, the video producers, why are they all of a sudden doing a jump cut to probably the most nasty crash that anyone's ever seen? And then they did the same thing when uh, the uh, Posavido uh, crashed on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that like means what people like, want to see. No, I think the, people do. Filter you, don't, it. you do, but you don't. You do, but you don't. Right? Um, you, because you don't watch it, then you go look it up later. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Not, I haven't looked it up, and I don't ever want to see that arm again. Before we talk but about, I, but we all saw it. Before I we know. talk about the. Uh, the horrible uh, fan interactions that we're starting to see. Is there anything else that we want to pick up on the Giro? Um, I want to tell you what I just learned that Landa uh, did ride for Astana <laughs> last year, so I'm an idiot. That's pretty, there you go. Before that, he sweet. rode for he was a carrot. Before that, oh. um, so so guys, I I don't think we need to check in at all to our Velo Games Fantasy League. Um, mm. Yeah, probably or not. anything. Is that because uh, you're losing? Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let's start talking about Tour California, one of my favorite races, um, probably the biggest race <laughs> on the calendar. I think we do actually need to check in on the fellow Games Fantasy League because we have some people, you know, some dedicated listeners uh, who are leading and trailing this uh, this thing. So, you know, we need to give them their due. All Come right. On. All right. Team Scuzzy, run by Tovic, is leading, followed closely by friend of the podcast in Florida, author um, Alex Hutchinson, who wrote a mountain bike book called Twisted Trails, is in a close second place. And then Bob's Mountain Club by Devin is in third. Among us, among the people, among the expert. The, the race the within the race, you the might race say. Within the race within mm-hmm. uh, so the race. Right? The Slow Ride Podcast. The yes, the Slow Ride Podcast B team. Spencer Howe is in first place with roughly a. 130-point lead over Hogan's Biscuit, <laughs> extra natural snack treats. I'll race um, that tomorrow. But a little guy. Um, and then I am I'm, – I'm down there. I'm, I'm waiting. I've got a uh, – I'm about 300 points behind uh, um, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capital City meets in third. But I am proud to report that I am beating Keith Richards' army 
by two points. So with that, Good I'm job. winning the race within the race of the Swift Cycle competition. So oh, Good stuff there. And we're proud to report that all of us are beating Roller Derby. See, Luke, that's what you get when you get rid of the greatest website that's in true. the history of fantasy you know, cycling. What I and, think uh, the, uh, the biggest upset in this, uh, this VeloGames version is? What's that? Is our, our hero from several uh, of the Grand Tours last year, Brian Girding, is down near the bottom here. Top Sport Minneapolis, uh, maybe about eight guys from the bottom. Uh, yeah. he, he cleaned up in our league last year and uh, maybe doesn't have the magic. Maybe he was on some first-year Astana form. Yeah, probably. You know, um, you know, you have a big year. It's hard to maintain it the next year. He probably didn't train enough over the winter. He's going true. to, like, functions and gatherings to celebrate his winnings. His fan club probably took him out for too many brews. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Guys, before we move on to the, uh, we do we do need to bring up one thing on the Giro is that Carlos Betancourt is in thirty second place, only twenty and a half minutes down on GC. No problem. Um, Carlos has found himself in a break a couple of times near the front of the race. He's looking good, slimming down a little bit. I think that uh, he's going to make a move for a top twenty placing come the third week of the tour. He has all of the pressure in the world on him because he is now the team leader. Of HGTOR. So we'll see if he can uh, come back to where he we all know he belongs. Mm-hmm. I think so. He's going to win four stages in the last week. All right. So uh, let's go to uh, the big coverage. And that, of course, is that Bradley Wiggins failed to take Alex Dowsett's British 10-mile record. And, of course, the only reason I'm bringing up Bradley Wiggins is we have since learned that he actually won the Tour of California last year, which none of us even knew. So, um Congrats, Bradley Wiggins, for failing to overtake Alex Dowsett's record. And I hope Bradley Wiggins is freaking out a little bit about the hour record challenge that's coming up on June 7th because it's not looking so good for Wiggo. Oh, he probably did a big block of training the week before. Big, big block. We'll but you remember what he said? He, yeah. said? he said he could beat it if he woke up the next day. Next like, day. So ten, 10 miles yeah. is it's not the same as racing on the track, though. You know? It's a little... I'm anyway. just saying... Yeah. All right, so uh, Tour of California, what do we got? Hey, this is Mo Bruno Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. How do you want to start the next segment? I don't know, little guy. Maybe just start talking about the tour of fucking California. I don't want to have to edit this. <laughs> hey, the tour of California happened. Turned out it was interesting, and I didn't watch it because it's usually stupid. It's the most stupid. It's the stupidest race ever. I think it's pretty awesome. For 10 years won. straight. No, I know. It's great that he won uh, because if you look back, the first time it happened, we had a, a Floyd Landis win. Followed by, like, I don't know, eight Levi Leipheimer wins. Chris Horner won it. T- our favorite, TJ, uh, fan of the pod. TJ Van Garderen, he's won it. And then I guess last year, Wiggins won it. It's news to me. So but. how many years has this gone on? Because that's 12 editions. Uh, <laughs> 12 Are you times just... then, I guess. Um, oh, okay. The reason I hate the Tour of California is because, you know, they, they have these little mountain stages, but they're not really great big mountain stages. And so the the overall is always decided by the time trial every single time. 
Like from the very yeah. first time they did it with an opening time trial in San Francisco to last year, it's always wherever they put the TT in the, in the stage race, it decides who wins. And this year, the TT stage got basically canceled. It got shortened to, you know, 11K, which is basically nothing. And all of a sudden, a non-TT type of guy wins the TT and all bets are off. Like, all of a sudden, the race is wide open. It was easily the most exciting edition of this race ever and maybe one of the better races of the year, uh, depending on how the rest of everything shakes out. And that is why death to time trials. Yes, so get rid of the time trials. Good point. Agreed. Um, I, I'm i looking at the results. I do see Phil Guyman got 14th. Uh, top American was Joe Jam- Dombrowski. Um, did... What place did Horner get? I can't see. He's probably way down the list. This is the Horner Invitational Classic, isn't it? Far down. Yeah, is it? I mean, I don't see it. Oh, ooh, sorry. To go to the next page, which is a different race. Yeah, there he is. He's there at the Tour of Azerbaijan. Yeah. Um, Real shame that, you know, I just, the only reason I didn't watch the Tour of California this year is because Chris Horner wasn't in it. Um, It's definitely one of my favorite races. Okay, here's what it is. I don't like stage races that come down to um, time bonuses. So Really? I think yeah. it makes it interesting sometimes. I think I for these shorter you, races, yeah. it's interesting. For longer races, I kind of don't like it. But think think about, I guess, think about the Giro in the last week. Aru's been going for every stage and making it hard, even on stages that weren't supposedly going to be GC stages, because he's been trying to knock off one or two seconds from Contador. It's more mm-hmm. exciting if you get Contador and Aru having to sprint for fifth place as opposed to like oh we can roll across the line together yeah and this and, and you get a guy like Sagan right yeah yeah this last stage of the of the tour of california was unreal if you haven't watched it the they have the full replays on the website they're <laughs> not watching it <laughs> it's it's amazing it's easily one of the best races i've ever watched and i've watched way too many races because i used to work oh. at world cycling productions and i have all the dvds for free so I'm thinking it's, of skunk face. Wait, better than the time that 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 Tyler won Liège because he kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it's way better than that. Like they, the Quick Step team was throwing like attack after attack after attack after attack at Tinkoff, and they were chasing everything, and all these breaks kept forming. And if they ate up the time bonus, it was, I don't know. There was so much tactics going on, and it so, was really good. And then the the sprint for the for the um, time bonus was like full on like the finish of a stage. It was amazing. And nobody knew who got it. Everyone's looking at each other and unbelievable. And if Tim had watched this race, he would know what I'm talking about. Well, Spencer, I don't need to watch the race because I trust Tinkoff, Oleg Tinkoff, to leading his team to victory no matter what. And it looks like he managed. No pressure on Peter Sagan, and he wins. Boom. Yeah. Next topic. He's still going to lower his salary, though. Wait. Is that what he was talking about today on Twitter? I do not care what Oleg Tinkoff has to say about anything. That man's an idiot. But seeing Sagan um, turn himself inside out to hang as close as he could to the pure climbers on Mount Baldy was it was. It was amazing to watch. It really was. Like, he he didn't 
to stay up at the front, but he climbed that thing like no sprinter should be able to. <laughs> it was uh, it was impressive, and that was you know knowing that he'd have to sprint his balls off uh, the next day to get the time bonuses at the finish and at the intermediate. It was I don't know. Like he finished, he crossed the line sixth on that stage, and like looked like he was coughing up blood or just barfing over the railing and like he was spent and that to me is so okay the only thing i want to talk left about the tour of california before we get to our illustrious podcast reviews is the antler guy was out there running again, and I really, really hate that guy, and I hate fans running alongside racers, taking up, like, making them the show. Like, I don't mind a little bit of running, like, maybe five, ten feet, like, while you're clapping up a steep climb. I just don't like the the guys in the the uh, the, the bikini briefs running alongside the racers, you know? Does that make sense? Is the antler guy the guy with the, like, the, the football helmet with the antlers on it? That yeah. guy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I only like when the running guys are like drunk bass guys. Have you ever seen no shirts on? What about you, Spencer? Have you ever seen like someone trip someone on purpose that was running alongside or something like that? What do you mean? Is is that a good tactic? You know, like when the like the antler guy's running and then like someone like nonchalantly sticks their foot out to trip them? Would that be like a good Uh, way to get stopped? I don't know if that's happened or not, but if I was standing on the climb, I would definitely trip somebody wearing an antler outfit. I mean, I watched <laughs> yeah, I'd a be few worried. minutes of the Mount Baldy climb at the Tour of California, um, and I think I saw a guy in a penguin outfit, the antler guy. <laughs> I saw, you know, probably a couple of sumo wrestlers. Like, does every goddamn fan need to be wearing a fucking costume at this goddamn race? Like, that's why the race it's is insane. stupid. But I will say this. The only guy that I would trip, I, I take it back. I wouldn't trip Antler guy. I might shove him. But the only person I would trip would be the clean bottle guy because it would be really funny to see him try to get up because the costume was so big that he'd like be a turtle stuck on the back of his shell. Poor clean bottle. I'd, I'd trip <laughs> Antler guy. I'd trip him and I, I wouldn't trip even feel either. bad. I'd probably I'd trip him and kick him when he was down. on the road. Oh, but what if he fell and, tri- and like... He fell, and then his antler like went in the spoke of your favorite rider, and then he flips over. My favorite rider would so, be at the Giro. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite rider would be at the Tour That's of Azerbaijan. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, guys, we got two awesome reviews um, this past week that I think we should read. Everyone, please leave us a review on iTunes, or, uh, on iTunes uh, where you can find us. It helps us with our ranking, and we're really trying to climb to the top of the charts. Um, first off, Reggae and Bikes. I stumbled across the Slow Ride podcast somehow on my Twitter feed. I was hooked right away. Perfect blend of racing talk, bike politics, and humor. The personality is all mesh well, and I can appreciate the depths of their cycling knowledge. Ooh. I mean, I appreciate that, your, our depths of cycling knowledge, but as you said, uh, it, it continues on. I think the clincher for me was the interview with Eric Saunders. I followed his career for a while, and it was great to hear a long interview with him. I find myself always checking the feed for new episodes. Keep it up, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thanks. We really enjoyed that uh, Eric Saunders uh, um, interview either. Do we have any uh, interviews on the horizon, Spencer? Not 
not set in stone, but we've got a few things uh, in the works, so we'll uh, we'll keep you abreast of that. Uh, but uh, they'll, they'd be some doozies if we get them lined up here. So, if anybody has an interview or um, suggestion, uh, send it our way because maybe we can uh, work something together. And then uh, they get it. That's the last interview. For years, I've been looking for a reliable that discusses the minutia of the most elite cycling habits at the soft serve machine. And these dudes did it. From making fun of fat bikes to discussing the finer points of greenway etiquette, the Slow Ride podcast has it all. So, little guy, they're liking your inner, they're liking your stories on the greenway. I got a new one. You want it? <laughs> yeah, of course sure. you do. It's all rambling. Okay, um, you guys will know I've been doing a lot of work in the van. A lot of work on the van. Well, we have I, to get it ready for the for the uh, Richmond, Virginia slow yeah. ride podcast. Yeah, I want it, I want it to be I want it to be safe for you guys. <laughs> so I I I am doing like all the ball joints and the tie rod ends and uh, new wheel bearings and new brake rotors and new brake pads. It's a lot of stuff. So I had to take the steering knuckle downtown so Matt McDonough could press in a new lower ball joint for me. So I biked downtown with the ball joint in a trailer, rattling around, gave him the steering knuckle, went over to the impound lot and picked up my tree that I ordered from the city of Minneapolis. So I had a seven-foot-tall oak tree in my bike trailer. And I biked on the greenway with this bike, with this oak tree in my trailer. How do you pick up a tree from a car impound lot? That's where they were giving them away. You could order them through the city of Minneapolis. They're at the impound lot. I don't know why. But I had a seven-foot-tall tree in my bike trailer. And I'm biking home. It took me a really long time to bike home. It's really hard to bike with a seven-foot-tall oak tree. But okay. you make a lot of friends you. on the greenway when you have an oak tree in your trailer. Everyone's happy to see you. And it was nice. But the best part of my ride was when I got almost home and I, and I get off on the 5th Street exit. And the 5th Street exit is different because the road passes at grade. And I look up ahead right before I get there, and there's a car right in the middle of the intersection. And, a, and it's got its flashers on it. I was like, oh, man, that's so bad. That sucks. That person's car broke down where it's blocking the greenway. How and am I, I going to get there, my tree around it? Well, I could get around it, but I got there, and the best part is I noticed that uh, the reason their car stopped working in the greenway is one of their ball joints failed, and their wheel <laughs> fell off. <laughs> so, a good, good reminder for myself to always make sure um, your suspension is in order. You don't want your wheel falling off, especially if your wheel falls off where now your car is marooned um, in the middle of an intersection blocking a Minneapolis. Lucky for them, it's really just cold as shit outside and there's no so, one on the greenway you know one of these times we should just do a slow ride podcast greenway tour um yeah. and, and uh you know Good we have times. a lot of great tours that we can uh, do in uh minneapolis and st paul area on a bike ride uh i there the one thing that uh, came up uh, just to to end on my my take before i pounce it over to you spencer for finishing thoughts is that i put a picture up on my twitter you can find it at the super rookie and in miami there was a bike podium a, but a podium bike that I had never seen before. It was five um, gentlemen standing on the podium, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth place. Why podiums now go to five deep in amateur racing in the United States, I don't understand. What color medal do you get in fourth and fifth place? What is that? You, get, that a, a you, computer? Get, a, you get a cookie. You get a cookie. Okay. So you got the five guys, and then right in front of the podium, you have a sixth person holding the bike of the winner. Oh, that's nice. So you have a 
hashtag podium bike and then a hashtag podium dude holding bike. Um, I have never seen anything like this before. It was quite impressive. Uh, Do they make thing. the sixth place finisher hold the first place finisher's bike like as a punishment for not making it onto the extra wide podium? Oh, man, I hope so because that would be a great idea. Um, I again, hope not, my arms don't are get bring your bike to the podium. It doesn't belong there. Well, well um, yeah, I think so. So I want to thank, uh, thank, thanks everyone. Thanks all our listeners for tuning in on iTunes, Stitcher, um, through the slowridepodcast.com live feed. Thanks to BK1 for the use of the track Tema Do Cannibal off the album Radio Do Cannibal on Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. I love that intro and outro. And thanks to all those tweeting about the show and telling your friends about us. It helps us uh, feel good about ourselves. We have a 16th place contest coming up on the 16th stage of the tour. Make sure you use the hashtag 16th place. We also yep. have a live show coming at you at the Richmond 2015 World Cycling Championships. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Remember, always wave and we will catch up with you at the next cafe stop. Cool. I was going to say something, but it's fine. <laughs> what were you going to say, little guy? I was going to say just to you know, note to people to get the 16th place picks in by the 25th because it will come out. We'll be doing the podcast next time on the day that the picks have to be in by because it's, it's on the 26th. It's next Tuesday, so we won't have another podcast before out before the thing. But I'll be fine. People can figure it out, and I'll write it in the show notes, and we will we'll tweet it, and it'll be fine. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.